Boston Celtics get a blowout win, their third straight 20-plus point win. Jalen Brown was amazing, and it's the type of shots that he was getting that made the difference. I'll talk all about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device. If you are a subscriber, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. show exists on every podcasting app, so just hit subscribe, and you'll get the show every day, Monday through Friday, plus some bonus podcasts when necessary. This show is also on YouTube. Make sure you're joining me on YouTube uh, and you will see that I am at the garden in a back room since the game has uh, switched over to the ice. Uh, the, the arena switched over to the ice. The Celtics on the road. They go to Washington. They go to Milwaukee. Thursday night's the big night. Uh, Wednesday night, I mean, I'm sorry, Tuesday night's going to be the Washington game where I'm sure Jason Tatum, who missed this game, is going to have a big night uh, playing up against his good friend, Bradley Beal. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So the Celtics get the big win here, 137 to 93. The Celtics outscored the uh the San Antonio Spurs uh was it 69 to 30? Oh, I forget what the number is. Uh, to, uh, let me see. I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I got it. 69 to 35 <laughs> to, uh, break this thing wide, wide open in the second half. So I'll talk about the Celtics, uh, kind of you know, understanding where they are and, and how they screwed things up. I'll talk about that later on. I'll talk about how, uh, the, um, they did a smart thing by not playing Jason Tatum here. Uh, but I, I really got to start with Jalen Brown. Not much to talk about in a game like this where you you just demolish a team, right? The Spurs did a great job early on. The Celtics' defense was not good in the first quarter. They made some mistakes. They they doubled when they shouldn't have. I think they helped when they shouldn't have, overhelped. They just a little undisciplined there with the uh, – uh, with the with the defense, and that cost them. And look, the Spurs, give them credit. They they were making a ton of shots early on, and they were making the Celtics pay. Basically, every mistake the Celtics made, the the Spurs made them pay. And they had a lead. Despite Jalen Brown's 15 points in the first quarter, they had a lead there. But they they were able, the Celtics were able to kind of shut that down. They had an 11-0 run and I think a 13 13-2 run, both in the second quarter. Malcolm Brogdon was huge there, um, in the especially in, the, in that second quarter, distributing a lot, hitting hitting shots. Uh, and after that, in the third quarter, 
about, I don't know, three, four minutes in, the Spurs had uh, chances to cut the lead down to three. And then Al Horford, he was the unsung hero of this game. Al Horford in the third quarter had a couple of blocks, a couple of three-pointers. Next thing you know, it was a six-point game and went to a, a, a nine, it went to uh, 14, it went to 18. It, was, it just, the Celtics just kept piling it up. And next thing you know, it was a 24, I think 24 to 10 run to close the third quarter. Celtics not really closing third quarter strong or, or closing quarters strong, but they came out in this one and closed that third quarter out strong. Derek White, three straight threes, boom, 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 beginning of the fourth quarter. And that was it. That's a wrap. All of a sudden, it got to 30 points like in a hurry. It really, you know, I, I could see, I didn't see any Spurs people do it, but you could have done the anchorman that escalated quickly gif. And because that's what happened, it went just from single digits to double digits to 20 points to 30 points, you know, and it ended up being 40 points by garbage time. So the Celtics, I, I don't think there was a bad effort necessarily. I think it was a little undisciplined. I was afraid of the Celtics taking the Spurs a little too lightly. This was, I don't want to say if it was a trap game, but a letdown game for sure. And this is where I think J not playing Jason Tatum was actually smart. Because now all of a sudden you, you do two things. First of all, the team is like, oh, okay, we don't have one of our guys that we rely on, which means when Jalen sits, it's going to be one of our other guys. Some, we're going to have to step up. So any sort of feeling like, well, we might be able to coast, or even if Jason Tatum was was playing and he wasn't feeling it, you know, he goes through the motions. This could have been like a Houston game. Remember the Houston game where Jalen was awesome in the Houston game, and Jason was kind of eh, and the team column followed Jason's lead. And so that was the potential for this game. This had a strong potential for the uh, the, the Celtics, if Tatum had played and if Tatum wasn't uh, completely focused, if there was a little bit of a letdown there, if if that was the case, then there was a risk of we saw the Spurs in the first quarter put up 32 points. Uh, that, that could have been much worse for uh, the Celtics. So when you don't play Tatum in this scenario, you give him the day off, they, they, they said it was his hip from the, the fall the other day, but really it was just a day off. You now put the, the onus on, first of all, the role players to step up. Those guys have to make sure that they're playing, they're on point. But then you also give Jalen Brown basically the keys to the car. You give Jalen Brown, you say, hey man, you've been cooking since the All-Star break. Here it is. Here's here's a little bit of a reward for you. Here's like it's it's free food. It's a buffet. It's the Spurs. They're terrible on the road. They're terrible defensively. They 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 you they're not big. They're not there's no rim protector. So go nuts. Here you go. Have fun. Sure. So they give Jalen, the opportunity to just have 36 minutes of let's just go nuts. Let's just go crazy. And he took full advantage of it. 
And considering all of the stuff that with the Times article and with the Ringer article and with all the conversations that have been going on back and forth with that, it's actually kind of cool that I think it's kind of cool that the Celtics gave him this opportunity. And I think actually kind of cool that Joe Mazzulla let him get that 41. You know, it's, I know some of you are going to sit there and say, what are you talking about? You, you, you let him stay in there, risk injury and run up the score. You know what? Jalen, there are certain things that might be a little bit more important than that. And Jalen getting his 41, Jalen hearing it from the crowd, the standing ovation, feeling that love, feeling like, hey, you know what? Joe's got my back. My team's got my back. Whatever might be going on on the outside, well, whatever might be going on business-wise, my team's got my back. I like these guys. I like these people that I work with. And this was, I think that's an important, important element here. Let me get more into Jalen Brown next because what he did in this game is a continuation of what he's been doing. Ninth in the NBA since the All-Star break in scoring. And that's not all. I'll talk about more of what Jalen Brown's been doing here next. First, I got to talk to you about Prize Picks. This show brought to you by Prize Picks, and it's super cool fantasy, daily fantasy sports, but not the daily fantasy sports that a lot of people, you know, if you've been around long enough, you hear daily fantasy sports and you're like, oh, you know, fixed. I have no shot. But not with Prize Picks. Prize picks is just you. It's their projections. You pick two to six players. You make your projections more or less. You can win up to 25 times your money. There's no competing against other people. And you can pick from anything. You're watching the, the March Madness. You're watching the women's March Madness. You can pick from there. You These NBA games, Major League Baseball is coming back. You can pick from that. You can pick from European basketball if you want. You can pick from cricket if you want. It's all there. And you can make your picks in 60 seconds or less. Super easy, safe, fast withdrawals. You don't have to worry about anything but getting those projections right. It's currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first time user, you can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. Very simple, right? You get it. You deposit 50, price picks gives you 50. You have to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On NBA your second listen every day. I generally host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans, although Celtics play on Tuesday night, so maybe not this week, but uh, it's a great show. It has you has the whole league covered, and uh, it's it's fun. Listen to the show. Check it out uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Jalen Brown was spectacular in this game. Amazingly cool moment. So he scores his 41st point. He comes out of the game. And all of a sudden, you start to see people rise up from their seats. You say, oh, wow. This is a standing ovation. People are really... You, all of a sudden, everybody starts coming. Paul Pierce on the sideline, egging people on, waving his arms. 
getting people to appreciate what they just saw from Jalen Brown. Because Jalen Brown just put on a show. 41 points on 18 of 29 shooting. Two of 10 from three. Not a good shooting night from three. He's just not shot well from three all season long. But that means he was 16 of 19 from two. And that is just an amazing night for him because that's the exact type of basketball you want to see from Jalen Brown, from everybody. You want to see that type of attacking basketball where the ball moves and when the ball moves and the right guys get the ball in the right spots, guess what? The good things happen. The right things happen. Jalen Brown, 13 of 15 in the restricted area, 15 of 17 in the paint. And after the game, Joe Mazzulla saying, hey, this dude is, is creating a lot more. He's reading the game a lot better. Uh, you can look at one thing that I highlighted on Boston Sports Journal was his rim reads. And, you know, that's something you might have heard if you listen to Joe Mazzulla enough. You hear him talking about the rim reads. What's a rim read, if you don't know? It's basically, you get to the rim and you're reading, what am I supposed to be doing here? And it's a very difficult thing to do because it's it's kind of like you've gotten to your final destination. Here I am at the rim. I am now you're you're you've dribbled, you've gathered, you're ready to jump. This is kind of like the final part of it, except it's not because you still have to read where's the help coming from? Where are my teammates? Who is in front of me? Can I finish this? Is somebody going to block me? Am I going to be at risk of, you know, making, you know, taking a very difficult contested layup? I talk about getting to the rim all the time. Obviously, I think, you know, and I believe in the hierarchy of layups, free throws, three-pointers. That's how it's supposed to go. However, if it's a very tightly contested layup, the odds of those tend to go down. And the odds of the corner three the corner three is so valuable that those reads at the rim where you can kick it out to the corner for an open three-pointer, that is better statistically than trying to force a shot at the rim through contact, through a few people. And Jalen, if you remember back to the beginning, and you know you, you hear... You, you hear the stories. Uh, Marcus Smart was, I think he was in the ringer story. He's told the story a bunch of times where he's, you know, telling Jalen Brown to slow down in his rookie year, his second year, telling him to slow down. And he just kept going. And he's like, why aren't you slowing down? And Jalen would say, well, the defender hears you say slow down. So he thinks I'm going to slow down. So I'm going to speed up. And Marcus is like, no, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. Now, this is such a different Jalen Brown, playing under so much more control. The rim reads that weren't there at all, now he's making better ones. And it's not, a, it's not 100% perfect, but he's getting there. Uh, the one that he made to Malcolm Brogdon, it's the second quarter. Marcus Smart 
has waved Malcolm Brogdon from one corner to the other because here comes Jalen Brown down. They're running their signature back backdoor cut play, and it works. Jalen gets the ball, and then he goes up. It's a tightly contested shot. He could have gone up on the other side. I could easily see when I look at it, he could have gone up and tried to reverse layup on the other side, but he kicks it out to Brogdon in the corner. Easy three-pointer. That's what you're supposed to do. That's part of where Jalen Brown makes his – uh, is making his strides, those types of plays. That, that's something that for, for Jalen, that makes him so much more dangerous. When you can make those plays, then you become a much better player because now the defense knows, okay, we have to be aware of everything. And that makes him much more dangerous because if the defense has to be aware of everything, maybe the help doesn't come over or doesn't come over as quickly. And so that's a nice evolution for Jalen Brown. Ninth in the NBA in scoring since the All-Star break. Only four of the people in the nine have a better field goal percentage than Jalen Brown. His shooting since the break is up 2.5%. His three-point shooting is up more than 5.5%. He's added two more points per game over that 15 games. He's gone from a plus 3.6 to a plus 5.2 because he's turning the ball over a little bit less. He's forcing more turnovers by getting a couple, you know, uh, you know, the, the steals are uh, have gone up a little bit. So just in general, Jalen Brown has been a significantly better player. He has been Boston's best player since the All-Star break. You know, the Celtics have not, uh, you know, Jalen Brown, uh, I'm sorry, Jason Tatum has has been inconsistent since the break. And where do they have, where are the Celtics now? The Celtics are, they've won three straight games. They've won three straight games by at least 23, something they haven't done since 1963. Shout out to Taylor Snow, who works with the Celtics, tweeting that out. So Jalen has stepped up. Jalen has made a huge push. Malcolm Brogdon after the game said he's going to be all NBA. No doubt. No doubt he's going to be all NBA. And this is what you need to do. This is the push that you're supposed to make. If, you're, if you really want that, it's what have you done for me lately. And it's hard to ignore. And the narrative is starting to go really much, a lot in Jalen's favor. It's another reason why this Tatum thing uh, having Tatum sit this game helps Jalen because Jalen now, you know, without Tatum in this game, you say, well, you know, without Tatum, yeah, it's the Spurs. We know it's the Spurs, but this is a team that just lost to the Rockets not that long ago. They go out there against the Spurs and wax them by 40 without Tatum. That's amazing. So it just, it just adds to the narrative of, of course he's one of the 15 best players in the NBA. When it comes down to a tiebreaker, you say, hey, man, the Celtics were scuffling, and it's Jalen Brown post-All-Star break. Jalen Brown has been awesome in these last three games. With the Celtics turn things around. Now, if the Celtics go out and beat the Wizards and beat Milwaukee, all they need, if they beat Milwaukee, and all they need to do is keep winning. They'll, they'll need to close out perfect which is hard to do, but they can do it if they keep winning. They just need Milwaukee. They need to beat Milwaukee, and they need Milwaukee to lose one more game somewhere in that mix. 
They just need the Milwaukee to lose one more game and they can get to that top seed. And then all of a sudden the narrative becomes the Celtics struggled. Jalen Brown was crazy hot. He got them back on track because this is like the culmination. They are back on track. And if the Celtics get that top seed, you say, hey, man, we can say Tatum all we want, but Jalen, Jalen has been the guy down the stretch. So, yeah, I'm putting Jalen Brown over certain guys. That's how you get all NBA. I still think the Celtics should be campaigning. Are the Celtics really back? Do you think the Celtics are really back? I think they're back. I'll explain why. I'll also explain why uh, they understand that they, they messed up. They, they know full well that they messed up. That's next. First, let's talk about Built Bar. And Built Bar much March Madness. The Built March Madness bracket is going on right now at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Vote for your favorites. I'm going salted caramel, but you can go check out your favorite bar or puff. Uh, you'll be voting for that bar. Support your team. Support your bar or puff. Go and vote. Really, the best the best reason to vote is you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 Locked On listeners get a free box of Built. Not only that, one Locked On fan gets a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. Trust me, that you, that's a huge win. That's a huge win. You got to try Built. It's the best protein bar ever delicious covered in 100 chocolate low calorie high protein low sugar and and that's just exactly what you want it's great for a snack it's great if you're working out it's great for a meal replacement it's really you can use built bar and make it part of a very healthy diet so go to builtmarchmadness.com right now vote for your favorite bar or puff pick up a box while you're there you can vote every day in march you're running out of time march is almost over Hop in, support your pick. The Boston Celtics are back, baby. They're back. I think they're back. And you say, John, why are you saying that they're back? Don't jinx them. First of all, jinxes do not exist. Second of all, he's, John, they beat the Kings on their fifth game in seven nights. They beat the Pacers. They beat the Spurs. So? Well, so what? The Kings... On that in that situation, first of all, still a, a tough offense. That was still a tough game. Uh, that's a tough offense to stop. They did a great job. Their defense against Sabonis was incredible. The Pacers, not a good team, but still trying to fight. Some good talent. Tyrese Halliburton, he played. Spurs, not great. You beat them by 40. One of the main criticisms that I've heard is the Celtics play down to competition. Championship teams don't play down to the competition. Championship teams blow those teams out of the water. Well, the Celtics now have three straight blowout wins. Three straight wins, the type of wins they haven't had since 1963, 60 years ago. So all of those other great teams haven't had this dominant a stretch over three games. Now, it's only three games, but 
if we're talking about championship teams go against these, these bad teams or these teams in tough situations, no mercy, beat the crap out of them, guess what? The Celtics, they didn't play down. It's the number one problem for the Celtics. No one has a, a concern. When they play the, the Bucks on Thursday, no one will be concerned about whether they, they'll come out and play well. No one's ever concerned if the Celtics play well against Philly or Denver or any of those good teams. They always get concerns about the Spurs. Someone tweeted at me, time to watch the Celtics disrespect the Spurs and you know basically piss away all the good stuff that they did. No, they didn't. They had a tough start defensively. They didn't come out with the best focus defensively, but they turned it around and they walloped them. That game, like I said, went from six to 30 in a blink. Half a quarter, boom, 30. So this is the level of focus. And more so, this is the style of play that the Celtics need to be exhibiting. This is the style of play that we need to see from the Celtics. They did another great job in this game, attacking the rim and then getting threes off of that. 44 three-pointers. I didn't see a single complaint about the Celtics jacking threes in this game. Not one. But they took 44 of them. That's a lot of three-pointers. They made 41%. But the Celtics took 44. That always draws complaints, but not in this one, because they came within the flow. They came in the style that the Celtics normally want to play. So I'm excited about this. I think this is a, a, a legitimate, I think this is a legitimate turnaround. Uh, I will, I have to acknowledge here what Malcolm Brogdon said, who I think Malcolm is like the only honest guy <laughs> sometimes uh, on this roster. He uh, said, when Milwaukee took the number one seed from us after the break, it was sort of a shock to us that we had dropped because we had created some separation between us and them. That's something we want. We want the number one seed. I think this team understands the importance of having home court advantage in the playoffs. So that's something we're going after. Like, thank you. I knew that this was the case. I knew that they were kind of like, what the hell happened here? And it's nice that Brogdon articulated it. They know they screwed up. That's why they're playing like this now. They know that they were like, oh my God, we really, blew, we blew it. We biffed it. We probably screwed ourselves over here. I asked him afterwards if this would be a harsh lesson. He kind of backed off, but I think it is. Now, the second seed is not the worst thing in the world. And I still want the number one seed. If I, I'm, I still think it just makes sense to have the easiest road and against Milwaukee. Why not have home court? I can understand the argument of, uh, but it doesn't matter, you know, if you play Philly, so what? If you play Milwaukee, uh, you know, as starting on the road, like, so what? There's The Celtics are a great road team. Like, yeah, I get that. And I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. If the Celtics get the seventh seed, the you know, one of the playing tournament teams at this point, Miami, looks like they're going to hold on to the sixth seed. So I don't care about any of those playing teams. That should be a walk. But Philly in the second round, I get it. Celtics have, you know, the, the right matchups. Sixers cannot defend Boston at all. But I still would prefer not to face Embiid and Harden, even though I know their history in the playoffs. I still would prefer not to. 
because they're Embiid and Harden. I think at any point they can figure something out. But also, all the other stuff I just said is 100% true. So I get that. Celtics could beat the Sixers in five or six games. So that that's not the worst thing in the world. And starting on the road in Milwaukee, Celtics are a great road team. You steal one. You steal one of the first two games, boom, you get home court back done. But I still think that you just prefer to just make the road as easy as possible. But they understand what they did wrong. They understand it because now they're playing so much better. They get it. They're like, oh, crap. We have to play like this to win. I hope the message is getting through. Very obvious, guys. You play great. You play that style of, of offense. You win. You get away from that style of offense, you lose. You get back to it, you win. The Celtics are an offense first team. Their defense flows off their offense. So hopefully they get that message. Quickly, just to acknowledge some of the other guys who had big games. Al Horford, I think, turned the game around. I said that earlier. Uh, in the third quarter, the, the Spurs were still kind of in it. He had a couple of block shots, a couple of three-pointers. Boom, that turned the game around. Derek White, I thought, was really good. Again, like I said, the, his three his three three-pointers at the beginning of the fourth quarter with the nails in the coffin. Robert Williams comes in again, was, was great, uh, great defensively, a nice outlet. He even had like a post move in there. That was good to see. Brogdon, 20 points, nine assists. The Celtics turned a deficit in the first quarter to a 10-point halftime lead. Brogdon was huge in the second quarter, uh, 14 points in the second quarter. Uh, he had nine assists overall in the game. Six of them came in the first half. So that's when he did most of his damage. Uh, so I thought he had a really good game. Marcus Smart got tossed. I have to acknowledge that Marcus Smart got tossed. Apparently, the the, the pool report afterwards, the, the official said he directed some obscenity. He said something. Uh, I didn't see the replay. Whatever. I thought that was um, a quick technical. So I don't know. He came, Marcus came off the floor and was like, I didn't say nothing. Uh, he didn't talk after the game. He left. So we didn't get his side of the story. Um, he might be, he might have saved himself a little bit. Uh, he was supposed to talk to the media, but I think uh, he might have said, you know what? I don't want to spend $35,000 uh, to talk to the media. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to cool off. Or I'm going to get on the team play. I'm going to cool off. So, I mean, I kind of can't blame him for that. So, hey. Uh, but overall, uh, a nice a nice job. Uh, I thought Marcus had a decent game. The, the, the ejection, I thought, like I said, a little quick, a little quick on the trigger from the officials. So, we'll see. I don't know if, if any of that stuff will get rescinded from Marcus Smart. All right, that's it. I'll you know get back to the another podcast tomorrow. This is the Monday podcast. So, uh, I'm here Monday through Friday, so make sure you're subscribed. Hope you enjoyed the show enough to subscribe. Uh, watch the show on YouTube. Uh, ring the bell there so you get notified when I drop new videos. Uh, that's again, this is also Monday through Friday. It's basically the video version of the audio podcast. Whichever one you prefer, subscribe to that. Hop in the comment section on the YouTube uh, on the YouTube page. There's a lot of great Celtics fans in there. There's a lot of great conversation. Even if you're listening to the audio, you can hop into the comment section on the YouTube page and you know uh, engage in that conversation. You can do that as well. 
Uh, and I would love it if you shared the podcast and you told everybody that you know that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.